We are live. Do not swear. Do not say fuck or bugger. Don't say fuck or bugger. Welcome back to the Movie Men listeners. My name's Callum O'Toole and we're a little light on men this week, but we've still got plenty of movies and I've got two nice guys with me to discuss them. Handy with his fists, it's Ollie Britton. How are you, my man? I'm not handy with my fists. I'm no, the I biggest know coward going, but I am large, so hopefully people would look at me and be a bit scared. Yeah, kind of like Homer Simpson in that uh, when he becomes a heavyweight boxer, just, yeah, just, just hates- taking a pounding. <laughs> I, I have the same sort of body beard gruff profile as Russell Crowe in this film but without actually being like a tough man because he's so big in this film it's great anyway we'll talk about it I'm I'm good and I'm glad to be here excellent and some have called him the world's worst detective it's Johnny Smith it's true it's true it doesn't really make sense but (laughs) have you solved anything I haven't been given any crimes lately, but uh, I'm sure if I did, I probably wouldn't be able to solve them. You're up. You're up in the late district at the moment, actually. So you could um, be another regional detective, like Partridge was trying to sell with Swallow. <laughs> oh yeah, what Swallow again? If I, uh, you know, want to get somewhere quickly, I might do seventeen or sixty-five. Gone to the second home. Is that breaking rules? I don't think it is. Actually, you are afraid to break the rules, else you would have gone there weeks ago. And the thing is, I am staying alert, so... <laughs> well, uh, we've been staying alert, but uh, there are going to be some relaxation on some of these rules uh, coming up, specifically for the film industry, because Film Stars, it's been announced, will be exempt from UK quarantine when entering the country. So to get the economy back on track, get the creative arts and creative industries back going again, actors coming over from overseas won't have to quarantine when they come to the UK. So... What I want to know from you guys is who from the world of film should we actually probably be checking and quarantining rather than just allowing in willy-nilly? Ollie? Well, I I was just thinking about who's kind of not done like a film for a while that's quite wacky and like would come over to London for maybe like a sort of indie thing and and want to really tear it up. And I was thinking Shia LaBeouf. He's got that crazy streak, right? And you know they're saying with coronavirus that like the louder you talk, it comes out in your speaking. And do you remember there's that, there that video of him going, just do it, just do it. I just imagine him running around, like screaming at people, just, just do it. And like, no, no, we need to stay inside. Just just dishing out Corona by screaming at everyone. And just sort of going about the town, like gallivanting around, hitting the pubs, sort of ca- causing a stir, you know, maybe like, you know, kissing fair, fair London maidens and, you know, just tear, just making a, a wake of carnage. So, I'm yeah. fully on board with keeping Charlotte Boeuf out of the country. Yeah, pretty scary, pretty scary. A super spreader, if there ever was one. Yeah, one of my least favourite men, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, how about you, Johnny? Um, I was going. I, I sort of went into the film world, and I thought um, there's there's a few in, in a kind of sorry in a kind of like Christopher Nolan way. You went into the film world in the film world, <laughs> and then I had a dream about the film world, but woke up and was in another dream about the film world. Yeah, and so I thought uh, Michael Myers, not Mike Myers from Austin Powers, but Michael mm-hmm. Myers from the Halloween films would be a terrible person to allow um, through the quarantine rules because he spends all the Halloween films just stalking people. And yeah. though he keeps, he does keep a two meter distance to start with. He very much goes <laughs> over the one meter plus rule by going in your house, 
yeah. fingering your knives, opening <laughs> your doors, strangling people. Yeah. So, you know, it's a nightmare. He's a, he's a super spreader, but he does I, have a mask on. I was going to say, he oh, does have PPE. <laughs> so he does have that going for him. So I think you might be able to train him to behave himself, but, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to take that gamble. Well, along a similar, similar lines, I was thinking Maximus from Gladiator oh, because, oh, nice. you know, he's Roman, so he's probably got loads of disease just being out in the battles and in, in warfare, you know, loads of VD, riddled with VD probably. Uh, certainly no social distancing for him at work. No. In the arena. Blood. Uh, they get Blood. pretty up close and personal. And also his mask is stopping nothing. It <laughs> literally has a cut around his mouth. Yeah, that's bad. So, that's bad PPE. Yeah. That's bad PPE. Just, just needs one of those uh, medical masks just over the front of it. Just yeah. a whole metal helmet, but just with one of them over there. The KM95. <laughs> it would have massively affected Gladiator if, while he was delivering his famous speech, he was just he had a surgical mask <laughs> covering his mouth, so the Joaquin Phoenix didn't get germed up by uh, by Maximus. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. So we've got an exciting one for you tonight, listeners, because we are looking at The Nice Guys from 2016, available totally free on Amazon Prime. And it's a neo-noir action comedy starring Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, could probably leave it there, um, as private investigators hired to track down a runaway teen played by Margaret Qualley, who inadvertently stumble into a wider conspiracy related to Big Otto. Here's a clip. You're a private investigator? My profession is very complicated, okay? It's nuanced. That is a lot. That's a lot of blood. You beat people up and charge money? Yeah. Sad, isn't it? How much would you charge to beat up my friend Janet? What? How much you got? 30 bucks? That's good. This conversation is over. The mob is trying to spread its operation to Los Angeles. Somehow, my daughter Amelia is involved. Please, find her. Seen this girl? Who's in it for me? Oh, we can do this the easy way. No! We're currently doing it the easy way. Whatever happened to offering me 20 bucks? It's the recession. So this was an Ollie Britton selection. So yeah. Ollie, why did you uh, come to us with The Nice Guys? I saw this film, uh, not in a cinema, but I think I did see it, maybe a DVD, but as well as films, well, I hadn't heard anything about it. Like, I may have seen one trailer, but like it, it, it just seemed to fly under the radar. But it's so funny. And it's just like, it's, it seems like one of these films that I don't feel like not many people know about, but it's hysterical. Like Ryan Gosling is just 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 hilarious in the whole thing. You know, Russell Crowe is Russell Crowe and he's just fantastic in it. And there's just so many great characters and little plot twists. And you kind of look at it and you go, I don't know what makes this film so special because the plot isn't that original. It's like set, fairly standard setting, you know, but, but it's just done so well with such panache. And again, a real comedy for me. And... Uh, it's just a rollicking film, you know, you just mm. enjoy it from start to finish. So I thought, I thought, you know, I'd see if you guys liked it as well, or if I'd get, mm-hmm. if I'd get hammered again with like, like the whole Horrible Bosses saga. <laughs> Everyone apart from me liked Horrible Bosses, don't true, you worry about true, that. True. Um, Johnny, Ollie has 
talked about how funny this film is. And when we were doing, when we were on the WhatsApp the other night, that was all, all that was going is, oh, this is hilarious, this is hilarious, this is so... But actually, in hindsight, in the cold light of day, I think that we actually did it a bit of a disservice by just talking about how funny it was. Because it's actually a brilliant, really tightly written film. Yeah, I don't know how you tight. found it, Johnny, but uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I saw it when it came out, um, what was it, four years ago, um, mm. and I hadn't seen it since. And I remember at the time thinking, you know, it, it's a great um, style vehicle for Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. And they are, you know, a great combination, um, sort of following on the Shane Black, the director wrote um, yeah. Lethal Weapon, you know, classic sort of buddy pop uh, movie. So, it, you know, very much fits in that mould. But um, watching it back, I think the sort of nuances of the script and the sort of, wonderful sort of 70s LA that it creates um you know just such great locations and then there's so many great little lines and great little moments that you can easily miss you know so I think when you sort of get those little nuances and little comments there's there's you know loads of great little bits to unpack and just as as Ollie said it's just a really enjoyable rollicking sort of you know pop Film. Yeah, Ollie, those those bits that we're talking about there, and Johnny mentioned it, touched on it, it was Shane Black, who also wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was one of the earliest films we did in the movie men. We love the that. two films. We love that. The, the two films have a huge amount of similarity to them. This is my second time watching The Nice Guys, and it was even better, I think, than I remembered the first time. But it does have that Shane Black sort of style yeah. to it in terms of the tightness and the little twists and turns that it takes throughout. There's such an energy to the dialogue. Like it's, yeah. I want to say pace, but then it's not always quick. But it's just, there's just something very like, it's really inventive. It's so creative. It's like, you know, Tarantino has that style of dialogue, you know, ages and ages of like, whereas with yeah. this, it's like, they can be just these many little, they're like mini conversations that can be quite poignant and hilarious and like be less than a minute long. And this film has so many of those, you know, between Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. So I think, I guess that's that's the type of style, I guess, that he does in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Do, 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 do you think that rings true? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's, I think it's very similar. Obviously, it's Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. in that one, playing the two roles. And they, they do, there is, they're different stylistically, the way that they do the performance. Um, yeah. But the, in, term, in terms of the chemistry between the two leads, is very similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many great, like, throwaway lines as well, just little bits. I mean, I sent one, I sent one uh, that I recorded while I was watching it, which <laughs> just when she starts screaming, uh, it's not a porno in his house. You just hear Ryan Gosling just in the background say, I have neighbours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just so just... <laughs> totally off so uh, off the them. conversation. Every time money gets mentioned, and he's like, Ooh. <laughs> his eyes light up. He's, yeah. he's such a scumbag, but he's, he's actually a nice guy. Yeah, it's great. Well, yeah, and that concept of are they good guys or not yeah. that's running throughout. Yeah, I love that. It's like they aren't in like the 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 little things they do. They don't look like good guys. You know, like alcoholic, smoking, terrible dad, irresponsible. Yeah, that's like the Holland March, Ryan Gosling's character. Russell Crowe, you know, heavy-handed, will beat up anyone. There's a great bit at the beginning when he's he's having a conversation with uh, Ryan Gosling's character's daughter about beating up her friend who's like 12. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, depends on the price. So you get you get the idea he's this hard... So it's like Crumbopulous Michael? Yeah, 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 we'll kill anyone. I'll kill right anyone. Price. I'll kill anyone. Um, but, but then but when, it, when you add up there so in, in 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 the micro in the little aspects you're like they're not good guys but overall they've got big hearts and they do the right things when it matters and and they actually care about about you know the, the sort of victims in the story 
Um, it's 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 so they're so lovable, aren't they? They are. They mm. really are nice guys. Oh, he's good. But Johnny, what, I like what you were saying about the seventies setting and that, like, because it is that, isn't it? And like, it, it, they don't ram it, down, don't ram it down your yeah, throat. But yeah, I actually really didn't realise. I actually didn't realise throughout most of it that it was meant to be seventies. Yeah, it's just little things like the bat. Like they go to that party and it's like, do you remember? You know, and they're like what they're wearing and Earth, Wind, and Fire just playing at the party. Yeah, it's, it's, and like costumes. That's costumes. money. But but what, but it's quite subtle, isn't it, Johnny? I think is that why maybe it, 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 this will kind of last this film? Do you think? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think as you said, it's nice little touches and the outfits and the houses and the design is all yeah. is, is you know, but it feels very authentic and interesting, you know, to sort of furnish the the action but without, you know, ever being sort of the prominent thing and and you look whereas I think I suppose um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, is, is sort of a similar mm. film in many ways. But I think this managed to avoid the sort of seventies cliches. It did. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in fact, it's funny you mentioned Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because Margaret Qualley's in both of them. Talking about um, actors and actresses, Kim Basinger, is it bitch? She's back. She She's popped back. up again. She loves a noir. Bro. LA Confidential. <laughs> then into She's, this one, playing Diddy Roll. It's like she just travelled from that film straight <laughs> into this one. Yeah, it's like she'd grown up and got that job. She'd like turned away from like there, become the head of the Justice Department, got corrupt. That was great. Not to give too I, much away. Remember when we, in fact, Russell Crowe and Kim Basinger as well from uh, yeah. Confidential. So yeah, yeah. there's so, so many great little threads. So many great movie men threads just yeah. coming together in and this film. Russell I love Crow's it. Russell kind of like an older buddy, right? He's a bit fatter and a bit older, but he's still yeah. like a tough guy. And he's a bit <laughs> sluggish and he's lost sort of his dynamism. But it's, it's, it's yeah. He's got, a lot, he's got a lot more charisma than Bud White. He, um, does, he does. I love that. Also, we had, in, in movie men links, we had a precocious child who's too clever. Yeah, that's very true. Just like, like in uh, Man on Fire, another really who can just uh, you know just solves solves the whole crime, solves it. And she's like twelve. Yeah, it's a shame <laughs> Harry's not here to have a meltdown about the fact that there's a precocious <laughs> child serving him. She's brilliant, by the way. The child who plays Holly, the daughter. She, you know, because she's so likable. Yeah. She she has the innocence, but they've not been like, oh, I'm just like the kids. She's innocent, which but that just makes her like do the right thing. But yet she's still very smart and strong, and you you, you just love her, don't you? Like she's such a great aspect of the film, you know. And she keeps the other two honest, I think. Right, let's do our favourite scenes, Johnny. What was your favourite scene in this? Well, I mean, as you said, that there's lots of um, good, nice little moments. Like there was a bit where uh, they're talking about John Boy, the assassin, is coming to get them. And they're like, John Boy from the Waltons. He's like, no, <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we, don't, we don't, the same one, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It could be. <laughs> yeah. it, it just sort of goes on, just those little comments. But um, I really like the bit where they get the lift and they're, you know, ready for action oh, and they get oh, the lift. And they're like, we're going to do this. So and they good. open the door and it's chaos. And then it just closes back and then just silently ride back down the lift. And they're like really terrified. You can tell how terrified Ryan they Gosling are. Ryan Gosling is shaking at his face. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah, that is so good. I love that scene as well. That's a brilliant shout. Uh, Ollie? I, I, so it's tough because there were two and it's a toss up between 
And I think it's one of the reasons I love the film. Like when a film has a hilarious bit right at the beginning, I'm like, okay, I'm going to love this film. And mm. it's Gosling and he's setting up the idea that he's this cool PI and he's doing the voiceover about what it means to be a detective. And he tries to break into the building. Oh, yeah. He just cuts himself so badly and is taken off to the, to the hospital. And it's just so funny because the rug is lifted from underneath you. You're like, oh, this guy's incompetent. Um, so it's between that or when he's at the party trying to find out clues and he's gradually getting more more drunk and he's got his spiel which is like have you seen this girl she's this high high and her name is yeah, this and he goes hey nice to meet you i'm i'm amelia she's got she, she's about brown hair and she answers to the call of the wild <laughs> he's just like flirting with all these like dancer yeah. porn girls and he gets all the things wrong in his list and i just think i felt that laugh when i saw that both times so for me that's, that's great that's the one and it sums up his incompetence but yet also genius as a yeah. PI, that party scene. So, and yeah, that's that's the best one for me. Mine is like one scene after yours when he finds the dead body <laughs> at the party and he's just going... <laughs> and he's just silently, wordlessly Panicking. pointing. And there's no one there. He's just like freaking out and losing his mind and he's just pointing at this dead body. It's so good. That good. and also uh, the bit where the like twelve year old asked him if they were supposed to see oh, dick, and he goes, "Wait, we just gave the twenty bucks. Wait, what the hell am I saying?" Yeah. That's oh, brilliant. That is I love that. Inspired, yeah. You want to see my dick? And on Wikipedia, it says that Sid Shattuck, the dead body, was a uh, Robert Downey Jr. Was Hilarious. it? Oh, the guy who ah oh, right, the actor playing the dead body is Robert. Oh, and, and it's an anagram. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I heard the other day in a podcast, I'm not going to mention what it was, but it was a football one, actually, so it doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. uh, that um, it was Josh Widdicombe said, you know, uh, he, they found something out and he said, you know, it's like when you find out that uh, Neighbours is an anagram of Erinsborough. And everyone was like, <laughs> what? He was like... Yeah, yeah you, you knew that. Erinsborough in the where neighbours are set is, a, is an anagram of neighbours. And everyone was like, I didn't know that. That is mind blowing. <laughs> and then the week later, they came back and they're like, it's not actually an anagram. It's two letters off. <laughs> but how good is that? That's something that March would do, that Holland March would do. Yeah, he's like, yeah, obviously, it's, it's an anagram. Great conviction. He's like, yeah, that is genius. <laughs> I am good at three things fighting, screwing, and reading the news. Now, I've already done one of those today, so what's the other one going to be, huh? Newsy, newsy, news. Newsy, newsy, news, news, news. Johnny. News. Uh, yeah, so news this week. I should just do it quick. There's no Harry this week, so there is no two, three Fast, three Furious. So all you three Fast, three Furious fans, I'm sorry. I know you'll be turning off now, but Johnny does have some news that isn't or may or may not be related to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So <gasps> let's throw in. I don't know. Well, I mean, I did have a look at the... Uh, I went on The Guardian, looked at their film news, and there were eight stories on Johnny Depp and Amber Rudd. Amber Rudd? Oh, Amber Rudd. Amber, Amber Rudd? Amber Rudd. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually probably a much more suitable like age gap between that. Johnny Depp and Amber Rudd. That, yeah. They're, 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 that's, yeah, pull Rudd. <laughs> All the Rudd. Okay, Rudd. but that's not the news. We don't want to talk about that. Um... So, I mean, the, the big news this week was uh, the sad news that Ennio Marricone, the famous <laughs> film composer, um, <laughs> sadly died <laughs> at the age of 91. And, you know, but, I mean, he did so many scores. You could be humming one of them. Um, you know, Sergio Leone's films, 
Hateful Eight, so many, so many. Yeah, and, and a great score like that just makes such... I mean, I've been watching all the behind-the-scenes stuff on Lord of the Rings again because I'm an absolute goon. Um, so good, Ollie. I know you love it as much as I do. Uh, and just like when they bring in... Like, the, the score for that's incredible. And it's something that... I wouldn't say it gets overlooked in a film, but it is the thing that does bring the whole thing together, really, doesn't hugely, it? Hugely, hugely. Especially at that time when he was doing all, all the spaghetti westerns and stuff, like yeah. that is the iconic thing. That's what people remember about those films. They remember the, the they remember the music, they, and they remember like the standoffs and like the 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 tight shots of eyes and stuff, like in the Sergio Leone direction. But really, it's it's those songs that that persist throughout time. Now, like you, you, you yeah, um, Metallica always come out to the opening theme from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, cool. Yeah. When when they play live shows and that's like what fifty years ago that they that that film came out so Crazy. yeah it's it's great to give a nod to uh, a legend of a of Abs- film like that absolutely so that was the in in similar musical film news um, Martin Scorsese is going to do a new documentary and that's going to be about the lead singer of the band the New York Dolls David Johansson. Um, and that follows on Martin Scorsese's done documentaries on the band, on Bob Dylan, on George Harrison. So he's very much going back to his sort of younger days of, uh, of musical taste. And uh, obviously the New York Dolls are one of his, his classic favourites. So he's going to make a documentary about David E. Hansen from the New York Dolls. Let me guess who's going to play uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a de-aged Robert De Niro. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting news. And then the final final news of the week is that returning to uh, Halloween is there's a new Halloween film uh, by John Carpenter, which is probably the fifteenth one. Yeah, what are we up to now? Halloween Kills. Well, my favorite thing about Halloween is how the main character has actually been killed multiple times. And they're like resurrecting him. Like, how many different ways can he be resurrected, killed, and resurrected? But do you know what would be a good question is? What is like the franchise with the most sequels now? It must be that. It's got to be up there, surely. Surely, because I know Fast and Furious is obviously like nine or whatever. And then nine. He, I oh, think, James aren't Bond, they? I guess technically. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Friday the Thirteenth is on twelve, I think, and they yes. haven't made one for eleven years. Right, let's wrap this shit show up with yeah, the tradition in the traditional way with a challenge from Mr. Ollie Britton. What are we got? Yeah, dudden dadden dudden Ollie's challenge. So this week, in honour of Ennio Morricone, it's apparently mm-hmm. how it's pronounced. My Italian friend told me, okay. I am going to be um, singing, humming five classic movie uh, sound uh, pieces from soundtracks. Oh, okay, however, not ju- not specifically by him. No, well, okay. he could be in there. Maybe he is, maybe isn't. Um, but just like, you know, classic, the big dogs. We're talking about the big dogs. But to make the big more, swinging dicks. To make it more tricky, instead of just humming it, I'll be gargling it with water in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> because I think this is probably quite easy. So this will make it a little bit harder. And also for points, I like it. we'll need the name, the name of the track, which might be quite tricky. The film Ooh, it's yeah. from and the composer. They're the three points for each of the five questions. So, 
Mm. Uh, scores on the doors. We have this is oh, they're not updated. as if we're going to know the name of the piece. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you definitely won't. Um, actually, no, I think I think you might be able to make educated guesses at some of them. Okay. But, um, scores on the doors. Harry, this is unupdated. Harry's got 17 out in the lead. Callum one point behind with 16. Then Johnny rocketed up to 12 after missing a few weeks. And Mark is on seven after quite a good start. So obviously I haven't updated these. but I No, think... and I would have got none last week because okay. uh, I was doing... So we might have Harry in the lead here, but um, screw that guy. He's not Boo. good. So this is your chance. All right. I hate that guy. First one, this is quite easy. Again, I, th- I hope I've got this right. This, all of this could be wrong. It's quite... I mean, I went on Spotify. So Just going to get water... All over your laptop, yeah, yeah. all over the laptop, just all this digital stuff, just all this electricity. All over that Clay Matthews 2010 Green Bay Packers jersey. Back when he used to play for the Packers. Uh, <clears throat> all right, here we go. Oh, uh, I think I know. I think I know what it is. Is it? Oh, but which one is it? So this is uh, our friend Enrico, and it's one of the spaghetti westerns. I don't think it is the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think it might be a fistful of dollars. Johnny, do you or is it the good, the bad, and the ugly? Because I'm, I'm looking for three points. I'll say it is it's any old Americana, and I think it is the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think it shall just be called the main theme. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Callum gets a point because he did say it is by Ennio Morricone first. Yeah. However, it is from the good, bad, the bad, the ugly. Oh, I thought I thought it'd be too obvious. To be no, I, I, yeah, like I said, it's the only one that I could trust myself to remember to gargle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it is yes, main theme or title theme. That that that's the point. So two, two points. points. Can't oh, believe you just got a point for main theme. Yeah, you absolute well, bastard. This is Ollie's challenge. He's ruthless <laughs> and mad. Okay, next one. This is good. Fair play. All right. Question two. Johnny does have his hand up, but I was just, I I was just trying intro. to listen more. I tried to do an intro, I just like didn't get the intro right. But anyway, the best thing is you can't see whether one of us has their hand up. No, because <laughs> so you're you looking up and gargling. I'm gargling. So it's on the honor system. So I was just, Go yeah, on, Johnny did have his hand up for ages, but I was just trying um, to listen. Well, I'll say it's uh, Star Wars. Um, yeah. I'll say New Hope, and it John Williams, and is it the Empire's March? No, no, it's, it's gone close Callum, to that stab. though. Have a stab. Can I steal if we're going to be really tight? It's yeah. called Imp- the Im- the Imperial March, isn't it? Oh. Very good. So it is. It is Star Wars. I don't think <laughs> it's a new. It, it might feature. I don't think it would feature a new. Uh, oh yes, of course. Sorry. It, yeah, it, I think it features it's in four, five, and six. Yeah, New Hope, um, uh, Empire, and uh, Jedi. And yes, it, it is uh, Imperial March. Brackets Darth Vader theme. However, we still don't have the composer. Buzzers? John Williams. John Williams. Yeah, John Williams. Callum gets a point for Imperial March. That is absolutely correct. And Johnny takes another two points there by the film. That is a bit of a theft. Johnny did basically say it. I think if I hadn't known it, I'd have let you get away with having... No, but but, but there is one called, like... There's two that are so similar. There's Imperial March and, like, Imperial Attack... Which is like a different, right, okay. yeah, and it's similar. So, but this is the Darth Vader one. Da, 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 da. That's the Darth Vader theme, it, or Imperial March. So, very good. Um, 
All right, let's do let's do number three. <laughs> oh well. That's the best one I've done. Well, I, I thought I knew it at the beginning, but then it's, it went off. So it's, it's not Chariots of Fire, is it? No. <clears throat> That's what I thought it was at the beginning, do but then again. it changed. I mean, I think I'm yeah, do it again. in the right key. <coughs> Very hard not to do this without choking. Sounds a bit like Jerusalem. Oh, you'll kick yourself, especially you, Callum. I thought it was Nest and Dormant, don't we? Okay, well, okay. because you're struggling, I'll just hum it normally, see if you get it without the gargle. I'm glad okay. the gargle has worked as a buffer, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, that's um, that's Gollum's theme. That's Gollum's theme from Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, and you're going with Gollum's theme, composer? Uh, Howard Shaw. So Lord of the Rings is correct. Howard Shaw is correct. It's not Gollum's theme. Is it not? Is it the ring song? Is it the ring song? Can then, you hazard a guess? Yeah, I was just gonna say uh, it's the one. Yeah, right at the start. Just I don't know. Ring. I'll just say ring theme. It's called. It's called Fountains of Stone. Is and, it? And actually, oh. although I thought it featured in all of them, apparently it's only the two towers. And it's right I thought at that the was beginning the of the two towers. Uh, but it said the track name is Fountains of Stone, apparently. So anyway, two points for Callum, which puts you on level peggings. That sounds like a Stone Roses B-side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> It's pretty tough, this. That what, sounds like a lot of things. What will help you is if you think about the composers we've gone through. So we've knocked out Shaw yeah. Williams and Moses. This is, this is a big, this is like a probably most mainstream one. Okay, so I'm going to go... Okay, I'll I'll go I'll, I'll, I'll go for, as we haven't said him yet. Hans Zimmer. Correct. That was a bit of a uh, yeah. So, Inception. Johnny. It's not Inception. No, not Inception. Uh, I'll say I'll say Cool Runnings. It's not cool runnings. But he did genuinely score cool runnings. Back to Callum. I think maybe when you get the film, it might jog you for what the track is. Hans Zimmer did Gladiator, didn't he? It's Gladiator. Yeah. Is that one with like those are like singing? I wouldn't know what the name of the track is. Now we are free, and it is a banger. Go and listen to it, folks, and you two, movie men. So Cam sort of accidentally gets two points there. Sorry, Johnny. Question five: Hands on buzzers. Oh, just the right amount of water there. 
Oh, and famously, uh, Ollie drinks out of a Pyrex because mm. a normal glass mm. of water is not enough for mm. a man of his girth. Mm-hmm. Johnny's got it. Goza. It's James Bond. I presume it. Uh, we're on Doctor Now, and it will be the I don't know James Bond's theme and the composer. Ah, hmm. I'll just say John Williams again. Oh, so it is from James Bond, and it is yes, Doctor No, because that's obviously the first one. But I would have taken James Bond. It is the James Bond theme. So you've got two points there, Callum. So if you get this. You yeah, I'm going to kick myself if I don't know the composer. This for the win. Oh, should know. The composer of James Bond. You will kick yourself. I will. I know. Uh, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> John Barry. Another famous John film. Barry. I've got... A, Not John a, Barry. I've got, literally got a vinyl... Cool. John Barry and his orchestra play <laughs> Bond themes. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. sitting about five feet away from me. And I, yeah. Yeah. John do Barry. You, do yeah. you also have, do you also have, do you also have a tape of Alan Partridge uh, acting out at the beginning of, of, <laughs> um, Bill Bush. Stop <laughs> getting Bond wrong. Stop guessing Bond, Len. Um, when he goes and just hits the cereal. Uh, okay, so there we go. So it's a tie. What a lovely, neat, and tidy Ollie's challenge. You both finished Excellent. with six points to add to the tally. And then when we find out the revised scores, I mean, I'd say that would probably put Cal- Catapult Callum into the overall lead and Mark will still Caltapult. be down in last place. But Harry will have some work to do. And Johnny, you'll be in a much healthier position. So, hey, all to play for as we continue. Yeah. Oh, I Love Me is a brilliant film. It began in... Forest in Germany. It's Austria. And- Austria! It's <laughs> the one where the laser beam goes up his jaw. Joel Finger! <laughs> but what's the one with the, the with the volcano and it splits up and a big rocket comes out and there's all chinkies jump, jump and do it? It's not a thunderbolt. No, 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 stop getting Bond wrong! Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a rip roaring good time on a par even with the nice guys and kiss, kiss, bang, bang, and all that Shane Black goodness. We've thoroughly enjoyed ourselves, haven't we, fellas? Oh, absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely, yes. Oh, yes. And the good news is we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time to do what we do in the shadows. Anyone got anything big coming up this week? Johnny, you're in the Lake District. Ollie, you've got a new uh, job. It's my, it's my son's first birthday. Which I will oh. be miss, which I'll be missing chasing that Yankee dollar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm missing my uh, fiance's birthday also for the Yankee dollar. <laughs> and it wasn't even a second thought. I was like, of course, of course, I'll miss my son's birthday for the, to this advert. Are, are you kidding me? Money don't make my world go round. Yeah.